Hey, what's up? It's Cole, Janine's producer on the podcast. Welcome to the Janine Hernandez experience. It's time to get inspired, step into your purpose, and create a life worth living. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Janine Hernandez podcast experience. I am so excited because today I have one of my really good friends. His name is Chris O'Connor. He has 10 years in the travel and tourism industry. And I'm so excited to chat with him today. We have been friends for about two years now. And every time that we get into conversations, it's always an awesome, amazing conversation. I told him, you know, I need to have you on my podcast because we have some things to talk about. So um, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Janine. I agree. I think Every time we get together and chat, whether it be in person or on the phone, we usually dive into some pretty cool stuff that uh, we're both like, oh, wow, there's people out there that have some like-minded thought tracks and you know action plans for life. So I'm excited to see where this goes today. I am excited as well. I feel like our conversations when we get on the phone could be their own podcast itself. <laughs> That's how amazing our conversations get. Tell our uh, listeners a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What do you enjoy doing? Some of your hobbies, etc. Let's just start off with uh, kind of how we met and maybe what yeah. sparked uh, some of these conversations and a long-term friendship. Uh, Janine and I met at a conference for the a company that we were both working for. They had a uh, offshore conference and we were talking about a um, project that I was kind of working on as a side project. And it was a company that helps people take ice baths. It's a product that is in kind of the health wellness field and mind and body connection. We just kind of pinged off that. And I think you were interested in it. And once we brought the product out, you were the first person to buy the ice barrel. So that was really cool. It was like, wow, she's backing it up. She's not only interested, but she supports this effort. So I I was like, wow, Janine, she follows up with what she says with some action. So she must be a pretty cool person. So it kind of stemmed from there. You know, we stayed in communication. We grabbed lunch when we could when I was in Arizona. And from that, we just developed this good friendship where we had this connection of, you know, we both see things that are going on in the world right now that we agreed on. And we're just like, wow, you know, you really need to have a good, strong set of people around you that push your belief system and that are into this search and discovery mode that we both seem to be in at this point in our lives. So I think that's kind of where this conversation can go today is what are people looking for? What are the topic of your podcast today on values? It's a key time in history right now to look back and reflect on that and how we build on that. So true. Yes, me and Chris actually met at that conference, but Chris started talking to me about the importance of like ice baths and a little light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, wait, hold up. What is this ice bath and this breathing techniques? And it was like a whole new world that I hadn't been introduced to. And he had recommended a couple of books. I started reading on it. And it's interesting that you say, like how you mentioned, I was one of the first people to purchase it. But it was like, I was just ready at that point in my life. I was ready to 
push myself outside of comfort zones that I had created for myself. And what better way to do that than to throw yourself in cold, ice cold water. I remember around that time, I was starting to like recreate myself as a person. I didn't want any of my old limiting beliefs and my old bad habits. I wanted to create new ones. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. And I would like pick his brain. I'm like, wait, hold up. Like, what about this? You know, so that was very, very, very cool and very interesting as well. Chris, so today we're talking about the importance of values. What do you think a value even is and how is it important in your life? You you just talked about, you know, when we met, when you were at a point in your life where you were looking at uh, switching out some thought patterns and limiting beliefs and things like that is, you know, when you look at, you know, that's a value right there. You value personal growth. You value that introspective time to go back and reevaluate your life and kind of figure out who you are, why you're here, and really dive into that. uh, I think of them as as like a filter. You figure out what you want to do, who you are as a person, and your actions go from there. You run them through that filter and your actions follow. And if you set yourself with some concrete values and who you are as a person and what you want to be, and you take action with that, you're basically building who you are as a person, your identity, how you see yourself and how people see you. It's, it's a lifelong process and journey, but you can't really get there until you spend that time with yourself figuring out who you are and what you want to be. Yeah. You know, when I think of values, I think also of integrity, like the integrity that you have for your own self. And uh, there has been situations for myself where I maybe was placed in a situation where I had to choose, am I going to do the right thing or am I going to do the wrong thing? Perhaps it was a situation where no one even knew what the outcome was going to be except myself, but because I knew that it was wrong and it was unethical and it did not align with my own values, I chose not to do it. And so I've had a, a couple of those where I feel like it aligns with integrity too of like, do you truly believe this for yourself? And do you truly like think that this is what I want for my life? And there's like no, like I create a boundary around that as well. I think for me, when I deal with certain people, whether it be friendships, relationships, maybe even jobs, sometimes I feel like it's important for us to know like, what our values are, because then that helps us determine whether you even want to associate yourself with that person or mm-hmm. that company. I mean, we both have been in those situations where we meet someone and then it's like, I don't know, like that one value. And it's, it plays with your mind sometimes, or at least with me, sometimes it's like, well, I could still be this person's friend, but that one character flaw is so big. It does not align with me that sometimes I'm just like, okay, I need to take a step back and really like reassess what I'm doing here. Has that ever happened? Exactly. No, I think you're at the nail on the head. You're, you know, you mentioned job, friendships, you know, it even goes into our family life and the people we surround ourselves and the things we choose, you know, most of us spend a crazy amount of time either commuting to our jobs, 40 hours a week at a desk, we're surrounded by people all the time. And as we define our values, it becomes pretty clear how and who we want to spend our time with. I don't know if for you, I think everyone kind of gets it. If you're around people that don't kind of align with who you are and, and what your values are, you just get that kind of sick pit, you get that pit in your stomach, that feeling that, you kind of want to shrug it off. It just doesn't feel right. 
And, you know, I think if you have that feeling, it's a good thing. It's a signal telling you that this isn't aligning with who I am and my values and matching yourself with more like-minded or people that have similar values and things like that. So it's, it's a gauge as well. So you just nailed it. You know, if you have our friendships are huge, you know, throughout our life, we're going to make new friends. We're going to drop old friends. And a lot of that happens for, as we grow as people, we define our values clearer and clearer and who we want to be. And if people, not everyone's going to be along for that ride. So absolutely. Your old jobs aren't going to look the same as who you are now, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Uh, you change as a person and same with my friends. It's been hard. It's been a hard process and journey, but I would say every five years, um, kind of along with that personal growth pattern that I seem to have every five years, kind of go through a different kind of transition. I do lose friends. It's time to move on, I guess, where you put it. But with through that, you make new, even greater friends. So, you know, having this conversation with you, Janina, is a perfect example of someone I met within the last five years where values, goals, ambitions aligned. And those are the people that you want to have in your life. Too many people get anchored in the past because of comfort, you know, and it's, it being great. You can't make old friends, but at the same time, we're moving forward. I think we're meant, we're put on this planet to grow. So it's, uh, it's a process and it's a tough one. Do you feel like you've ever had to have those tough conversations when you're having to let go of certain friends and Absolutely. Some have a way of naturally filtering themselves out where in some ways you can, uh, your time, time is a big one because the more clearly you have your values defined, the more you're going to understand how you want to spend your time. And you're going to find yourself, let's say you value going surfing on the weekends or mountain biking and you need that disconnect in nature time. And those old friends, they want to do the same thing and go party and go out downtown every Friday and Saturday night. That's not going to align. So you're naturally going to like filter those friends out where your new values and principles are going to kind of take over those old values and principles where you're just not going to spend around time with them naturally. On the flip side of that, with people a little more closer, people you've known for a while, they may be asking like, what's up with you? Kind of what's wrong? They may take it personally. And at that point, it does become a conversation where, you know, if it does, you just have to be clear and honest and you know, just kind of lay it out. You don't have to say, oh, it's because you do X, Y, and Z. You can say it's because, you know, I'm looking to enrich my life and, and do these certain things. And I think a lot of people see that. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is, you know, they don't take it personally. Maybe, just maybe you inspire them. And uh, it's a catalyst for them to maybe look at some changes that, you know, if you're growing as a person, they may see something in you that says, okay, you know, this person's onto something. You know, yeah. maybe there's something uh, that they pick up on that, lifts them up or changes their lifestyle. I recently had to have one of those tough conversations. It was difficult. It was difficult for me because I didn't know I'm non-confrontational. I don't like to fight. I don't like Mm. to argue. I don't like to bring stuff up. Uh, Maybe a little bit of avoidant. And so it was difficult for me because I knew that I needed to have that conversation. I just didn't know how. So I was doing a lot of avoiding And then one day I had the courage to finally just say, like, this is my value. This is what I value in my life. And this does not align with it. And I was very honest. I didn't beat around the bush. I was just very to the point. This is is where we're disconnecting. And so I'll still be your friend, but I need a little bit of space right now. How did that go? How did they take it? They understood where I was coming from. 
but I think they still wanted my friendship a hundred percent at that point, And I couldn't give it, you know? Yeah. And I do believe like who you hang around with is a big reflection on yourself. Like if I'm hanging around people that do not align with my values and what I want for my life, you know, the outside world is going to think, well, oh yeah, all of that stuff, you know, that negativity mm. or like how you said the partying and all of that stuff that we used to do in our twenties, like they're going to think that you're into that as well. Cause you hang out or you associate yourself with those people, you know? Yeah. It was very How would you say we go through jobs, we go through relationships, friendships? What's been your kind of way to define your values and, and how you want to live your life and who you want to surround yourself with? What are those moments that kind of bring the most clarity for you? I feel or I know like in the past, I have sat down with myself and literally written, wrote down my values. And I really put thought into it. Like, what is it that I value in my life? And what are non-negotiables for me? So for example, I have a son. So for me, it's very important to be around it or surrounded with people that love children. If you don't love kids, if at some point I'm like, hey, like, let's go hang out at the park with my son. And you're like, I don't like kids. Then why am I hanging out with you? You know? So just mm. things like that, where I just sat down and I thought to myself, what are the values that are important to me? And what are the non-negotiables? Like something that... I just will not accept. So I did that. But also in my previous role, I used to work in the HR department. I learned very early in HR that you get to see both sides. You get to see the, I'll just be very blunt and honest, the fakeness of this mm -hmm. is what we're representing or we're presenting to the employees with a smile on our face. But then behind closed doors, this is what it really is. And it's a lot of like sabotaging and backstabbing and power. And, you know, I got to see both sides of like, this isn't real. And no, yeah. that helped me understand too, like what my values were, because I started to see like, okay, this is unethical. That's unethical. And that's unethical. And I refuse to do that, that, and that you can fire me if you want, but I'm not doing it. You know? So it also helped me like stand in my beliefs. And even if I have to stand by myself sometimes, mm -hmm. a lot of times nobody was backing me up, but I think like with a lot of corporations or companies, we're put in positions where it's like, you have to do it because you work for me and you're getting a paycheck from me. But I don't believe in that. I'm doing a, a job for you, but I also have a right to tell you that this is wrong or illegal. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. So I think that kind of helped too, is for me to clarify like what I truly believe for myself, what I truly value and what I don't. Once it was clear for me what I don't value, it was very easy mm -hmm. for me to walk away from jobs, to walk away from people and remove myself from situations, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned two important points there. The first one with your son in setting a big part of it, the people figuring out what you don't want to do and boundaries. People think maybe boundaries can be selfish or kind of closed off, but boundaries can be very healthy and protecting your well-being and your health. And if you have those two things in order, you know, you're not only a better person, but you're a better friend, a better mom. And uh, having those boundaries, they keep a lot of those things, but maybe people that don't have values and principles out. And we need that. You need a way, some way to filter them out. And then as you go through that process with you in HR, and as we go through life, a big part of it is figuring out like, wow, this doesn't add up. 
figuring out uh, this isn't who I want to be. This company may have a mission statement, but they're not backing it up with action. Exactly. And that's where you see, uh, you know, a company may try and who we are or about us and there, you go to their website and they'll have their mission statement, but it's pretty clear in 2020 with all the avenues of social media that we have and what people can put out there to the world. Things are a lot more transparent than they used to be that you can figure out real quick who's living by their values and mission statement than who's just using words. And we can do that the same as individuals as well. I think also going back to the children thing, like me having a son, when it comes to relationships too, I see, or I hear a lot of people that maybe are in a committed relationship with someone. Maybe the man says, I don't want any kids in my future. I don't see any kids in my future. But the woman maybe wants to have a baby in the future. And it's like, Mm -hmm. clearly, there are values there that are not aligning. And so why would you in a sense, waste your time, hoping that maybe they're going to change their mind. And I see that a lot where people are like, you know, in a couple years, maybe they'll change their mind. No, they're like set in their ways. They don't want kids. That has helped me too. Like when it comes to friendships, relationships, anything is just knowing like what I want, what I don't want, what I value, what I don't value. And then it just makes it easier to make decisions, you know? I think too, uh, you know, in 2020, you know, with this whole, the big C COVID coming in and changing a lot of things in people's daily lives and, and workplace, it's really put to the forefront companies that have said, you know, we value your family life and we value you having your ability to connect with your family, have plenty of uh, vacation days, paid time off. And, you know, if you need to take a remote day or PTO day, but now companies have been forced into that work from home remote work. And it's really putting, you know, they've really had to step up. It's going to change a lot of value systems there where they're forced to recognize that, you know, maybe people are more productive from home. Maybe you don't need to sit over their shoulder and they don't have to be in a cubicle right outside your office. That's going to bring a lot of, you know, the workspace to the forefront in terms of what do we value? Family time, getting up, being able to take your kids to school, enjoying a long walk in the morning, going back, making yourself a cup of coffee before you start work. Not just rush, 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 go, 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 sit in traffic, get get to an office where as soon as you get there, it's a meeting, the phones are ringing, it's answered five emails. As we move forward in the rest of this year, I think a lot of people are questioning that because they've been able to do that now. They've been able to spend more time with their family. They've been able to go outside, walk the dog a lot more. And it's, uh, I think how we come out of this, you know, could be a lot of positives. Yeah, there's been some negatives, but, you know, the workplace values are being redefined as we speak. I feel like this pandemic has been a blessing for me. Yeah. at least. I feel like, I don't know, I always try to see the positive in any negative situation, but it did. It forces people to see, like, is my company really doing the right thing? Are they really, mm-hmm. truly, intentionally valuing their employees and doing everything that they can in their power to make sure that everyone is safe and has work-life balance. You can tell if it's not genuine, but I I also think like how you said that we're going to come out of this in a different way. Like this opens your eyes, not just with work, but with people too. Like this pandemic has changed everything that we're doing and how we're doing it. And you get to see like who is genuine who isn't who's real who's not it helps you make decisions a little clearer absolutely yeah when the dust settles we'll see 
you know, what's changed? What companies are going to really embrace what's taking place? And I think it's going to come from leadership and companies that have taken a step back and they've had maybe the light bulb moment themselves where they're like, wait a second, I'm getting more time with my family. I'm getting just as much done. We're having new ideas and great discussions and we've all been able to kind of take a step back and slow down. You know, I think the leadership teams that are doing that right now and embracing it are going to be the ones that when the dust settles from this thing, that they're going to have a new set of principles and values that they're like, okay, it's time to shift here. That's exactly what we do in our personal lives. You know, something can rock us. Something tragic can happen in our family. We lose a job. Life happens. Those are those moments too, where they really, they force us to take a step back too and say, okay, this is life short. How am I going to live this life? And what am I, who, who am I going to have around me? What am I going to do? Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to what you just said. It's going to be interesting to see the companies that went above and beyond to accommodate certain things during this pandemic to see how they come back. Are they going to be a little bit more flexible or is it going to be no back to like what you said, the hustle and the bustle of like getting in traffic, sitting there, going into back-to-back meetings, emails, and then this like strict like micromanagement feeling or is it going to be a little bit more relaxed maybe work from home flexible that is my true wish for everyone is a little bit more flexibility yeah a little bit more time a little bit more time to live life every now and then i'll see something pop up on my twitter social media channels that says you know Somewhere in Sweden has a, you know, a six hour work day and this country has a four day work week and production is actually higher, like 30, 30% higher and the quality of life is up. So, you know, I think we'll see what does this country do? I think some companies are definitely going to pivot. Others are going to try and go right back to what was comfortable for them and what they've done for 20 years. And we'll see what that does for company morale and what that does for people's well-being because they've been starting to get accustomed to a little bit more time around family, a little bit more freedom on how they choose to go about their day. So we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I was just thinking about when it comes to values is like my destructive behavior that I used, I I say used to, (laughs) because I would like to think that I'm pretty chill and pretty calm right now. But when I think Uh of like my 20s, when I was very destructive and not Most of us are. Yeah, most most of us are. Don't beat yourself up. I think of like how it all boils down to I was just doing whatever, whenever. I had no real structure. I allowed anyone in my life and I did whatever I wanted and just got in a lot of trouble, you know, for myself. And that's because I didn't know what I was here for. I've been thinking about that lately. I think the phases of our lives and we, you know, we have the beginning of our lives where everything we do is taught and learned by what's around us, whether it be our school curriculum, our friends, our sports groups, our church organization, you know, whatever we're around is being imprinted on us. And most of us go through a rebellious stage. And then uh, that rebellious stage turns into hopefully a some kind of like pump the brakes self growth stage where you start to say, okay, this was fun for a moment, but I'm going to grow up now, or I'm going to figure out who I am and what I want to be and define those values and principles. And then from there, you know, hopefully if you get, go through that stage the right way, you get into a creation phase where it's produce and create 
for other people. And I think that's kind of why we're here. And if it's, I think that all ties together with our principles and values. Once you have those clearly defined, your decisions become easier. And once your decisions become easier, it opens up all this real estate in your mind and your brain to produce, create, and kind of manifest why you're here. I think you literally hit the nail on the head. Like you explained that beautifully. And I think that you should write a book on this. (laughs) That's fine. No, I'm serious. I'm I'm not there yet. The whole experience of how you explained it, like we are born and we are told how we need to think, how we, what we need to believe in everything. And then we go through a stage of, okay, wait, this, maybe this isn't what I believe in. Let me rebel. And that's exactly what I did. I rebelled. I had fun too. And then I got to a point where I was like, hold on, let me awaken myself to what I truly believe in. And like, you know, start to figure some of those things out. I also sometimes feel like from when we are younger, we sometimes know what it is that we believe in or what's true for us. But absolutely, we rebel because we have people telling us, no, you need to think this way. You need to do this. And I'm just going to bring this up. I was born um, Catholic and I would, go, I would go to Catholic school and I was the, the one in the class that was like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Or maybe it does mm-hmm. make sense. But why did they do X, Y and Z? You know, like I just yeah. had so many questions outside of what the box that they taught us, you know, and absolutely. Uh, that's just an example, but there's no, that's so many a great example. Things. Yeah, there's so many other things in life where I realized like when I was younger, I always questioned it, but I was always told, you know, this is how you have to do it, and then eventually you rebel, you just do whatever you want, and then <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think anyone that just uh heard you say born and raised Catholic can can raise their hand and say, yep, there's different, uh, our school system's the same, you know, it's sit eight hours in a desk and, you know, expect kids to be happy and, and engaged with 15 minutes of recess and a lunch break and this rigid structure that's based on, you know, industrial age style where bells go off, show up at this time, clock out at this time. And it mm-hmm. starts at a very young age. So I think when you're young, you're naturally inclined to rebel from that. It's not natural. It's not in human nature. So, you know, we go through that. We, we got to let loose a little bit. Once the curfew goes away and we're way out on our own, most people are like, all right, it's time to test this world out yeah. for myself. It's so true. So, so true. Chris, let me know, what are you currently working on? What is next steps for Chris? I know that you love to mountain bike and you are very a Zen person. So you do the ice baths and you're very, you know, into self, mind, body, and soul. Is there anything upcoming that you're working on that you would like to work on? And how could our listeners reach out to you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, you know, right now, in terms of uh, kind of what I value in my lifestyle is, you know, I have a lot of, I've uh, been with my company for five years, so I have some paid time off to use up before the end of the year. So I'm taking off next week, and I'm going to spend the next uh, seven days mountain biking, camping, climbing some peaks here in Colorado. So I feel very fortunate and blessed to live in a great spot. I don't plan to leave the West anytime soon. I love everywhere from Colorado, Arizona, Pacific Northwest, you name it. So that's kind of where I'll be uh, in the next few years. And then um, I think, you know, what I'm working on is that creation phase. You know, I think, you know, I think the last five years were a new era of kind of self-discovery and 
you know, I've done the corporate thing for a while now and it's looking at, okay, how do I want to spend the next five years kind of on my way to approaching 40 years old, which is crazy to think about. I've spent a good amount of time, you know, journaling, reading an awful lot and just trying to do, gain as much knowledge and wisdom as I can. But at the same time, you know, where can I focus and channel that, that is the best representation of me and who I am as a person that maybe helps move society forward and brings people closer together. So with that said, I'd like to continue to work on a couple projects that get people closer to nature, more in tune with themselves and their well-being. I feel a calling to that arena. So we'll see what comes of that in the next uh, few months and years. But I'd say following your example, you know, you're a great friend and a great advocate for creating, producing and connecting people. And you can hear the passion in your voice, Janine, and just how it's changed you, your energies through the roof, and just how happy you are on a daily basis. So, you know, that's the space that I know that I'm kind of called to enter in terms of create, produce, and and do that. So... I'm excited for you. And I wanted to point this out because I had put it in the book. I had wrote a thank you to Chris because when Chris and I first had met and we were talking about ice baths and the breathing techniques and all of that, I was in a transition in my life where I was like learning to recreate myself. Like how you said, Mm -hmm. you go through phases, right? And you inspired me because I see you hiking all these (laughs) mountains and you do mountain biking and all of this stuff that maybe I had created um, self-limiting beliefs around. And I guess my thing I would always tell people is that just doesn't interest me. But reality is that I was scared. I was scared and that's why I would never climb mountains. I would never do anything. You helped me push myself outside of like, this fear that I had and like this comfort zone that I was sitting in literally after I met you, that's when I started doing my ice baths and working on my breathing work a little bit more at the time I was meditating, but I was learning more. So it was very exciting. And I think that if that's the area that you want to take, you know, the next couple years in is helping people understand that and release some tension by doing some of these things outdoors in nature and connecting the mind, body, and soul. I think you're like the perfect person for it. Oh, another thing. Remember Mm -hmm. our last phone call, we had talked about this, some of the stuff that you want to do in the future. And I was like, wait, (laughs) a year ago, I wrote notes. We were like on the phone and I took some notes and I just wrote down everything that Chris wanted to manifest for himself within the next couple of years. And he, he's like, I'm like on the brink of starting that. And so it's like super cool to see like where we both have evolved over the past year, two years, you know, it's super dope, super, super dope. I'm excited. So if anyone wants to contact you, where can they reach you? I would say, you know, whatever link uh, we follow up with on the podcast, I'll post my uh, Instagram. Okay, cool. And that'd be the best way to reach out. Uh, I'm going to be a little more active on that. And I'm kind of changing the course on that a little bit as well. And more kind of document the, the journey as well. And my goal is to, as I go along the way, I'm not turning the camera towards me at all. I want to turn it outwards to people that are out there connecting, making a difference that are really trying to bring us together to connect us as people, connect us back with nature and, and bring us back to more of a, you know, what we're used to, thousands of years of evolution, get rid of some of that stress and anxiety that we've kind of forced upon ourselves. That's where I want to focus is turn that camera around to who's out there living it, 
and practicing it on a daily basis and, and making the world a better place. I'm so excited for you and we will have to do another podcast maybe in a couple months to see where you're at. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely put links up to where people can contact you. Well, guys, I want to thank you for listening in today on our podcast about values on the This is a Beautiful Life is a Beautiful Journey uh, series. So make sure that you comment, you subscribe, that you leave, you know, do a little like on it as well. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Janine. Right. Take care, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to the Janine Hernandez Experience Podcast. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to our channel, Instagram, and all things social media. We'll see you soon on the next episode.